Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey guys, good morning again. Jonathan here in Melbourne, Australia. Beautiful sunny day. I'm working at the airport. It's quite funny. I've got my security pass, which is ridiculous to get. And um, I got my letter from the government <laughs> so that I can per- permit myself to, to leave my home to go to work. And then we get to the airport and, you know, it's lovely to be here. Um, I'm not feeling anointed to do this, but I know who I am and I know who my God is. And I just need to to convey to you some biblical truth this morning. And I really hope you receive it well. So I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would illuminate the eyes of our heart, the eyes of our understanding, that we would see you today, that we would hear your voice, that we would have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. God, we're not lovers of the world. We're not lovers of self. We're not lovers of money. We're lovers of God. God, we want to please you. We want to, we want to glorify you. God, we throw down our crowns in worship and in surrender and in honor. We, we just can't believe how amazing it is to be called the children of God, to be sons of God, to be led by the Spirit of God. Father, help me today to, to, to feed your sheep, to help your sheep, to lay down a foundation for the coming generation that is here. You know, guys, I really believe that, that the unity that is coming to the church, that Jesus is, is wanting in the church, you see the Holy Spirit the purpose of the the holy spirit one of the purposes and is to bring the church together into maturity to bring us together into perfect love to bring us together into 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 unity it's the the brotherly love that is like oil down Aaron's beard it's it's to peter calling us to 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 put on love and self-control and brotherly kindness. The, the purpose of the fivefold ministry is to bring the church into maturity. And I really believe that, that the pathway, the foundation, the teaching, the rock that will, will help us to do this is the one message that Jesus preached. Because if there's anything else that he said to seek first, he said to seek first the kingdom of God. And I really believe that if we as the church can come together around anything, it's the kingdom of God. If we, the church, can come together about anything it, in unity, it's, it's agreeing to preach the message that Jesus preached. And I believe this this message answers all of our questions because, you know, Jesus is the one that's building the church. The pastor isn't building the church. 
the evangelist isn't building the church, the, the prophet isn't building the church, the apostle isn't building the church. Jesus said, I, Jesus, will build my church. Remember, he and only he is the head. He is the covering. He is the authority. He is the leader. He's the one with the thoughts. And we don't know, you know, often what he's doing and what he, why he's doing it. He's, he's revealed the mystery of the kingdom to us, but he doesn't always give us exactly, you know, what's going to happen. He often gives us the next step. Come and follow me, he says. You know, I'm going to take you to a land that you do not know. So we know him, we have relationship with him, and we have the mind of Christ, but but he's the head. So I think it is a false teaching that we would that we would think in our own pride and haughtiness and selfish ambition that we would think that we're building his church. We're not. We have been very specifically delineated and commanded to do the one thing. We have been told to not build the church. We have been told to preach the kingdom of God, right? So there's no responsibility for us to build the church. Yes, we are called to edify, to equip one another and all these sorts of things. So, but that is as you are led by the spirit. You don't know what he's doing when it comes to building the church. That is his responsibility. Jesus said, you go, you go and preach the gospel. So we're not doing the one thing that he told us to do. When you watch YouTube videos about Donald Trump, when you watch YouTube videos about the Middle East, when you watch YouTube videos about Jewish festivals, when you watch YouTube videos about about end times and you study these things and you watch these things, you're not doing what he told you to do. The one thing that he told you to do is to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God, which is not inviting people to church. It's not inviting people even to Jesus. Jesus never said, go and invite people to the synagogue. He never said, go into the towns and villages and bring the people back to me. He said, go and heal the sick raise the dead and show them the kingdom that we are of. Jesus said to Mary, I go to my father and your father, to my God and your God. You see, the the kingdom is very inclusive when it comes to the sons of God. All, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That means all People are destined for glory. Glory is the word fullness. It's the word, it's like potential. You see, man has a glory. Man has a glory in his strength. Women have a glory in their beauty. The sun has a glory in its, in its heat and its power. The, the moon has a glory in its reflection. Everything has a glory. There are celestial glories. There are natural glories. You know, The glory of God is man fully alive. The glory of God, the glory of man is is Christ in us, the hope of glory. So Jesus Christ wants his kingdom inside of our hearts. The kingdom is the word of God. The kingdom is the seed of the Holy Spirit. 
When Jesus spoke, he was speaking as he was led by the Spirit of God. And in the parable of the sower, we see very clearly and specifically that Jesus Christ was sowing the word of the kingdom. He said, when anybody receives the word of the kingdom and it is on good soil, it will produce a crop. So the other thing about kingdoms is they want an increase. Jesus wants an increase. He wants a increase of the government that is on his shoulders. There will be no end. He wants to fill the earth with the knowledge of God as the, as the earth, as, as the water covers the sea. He wants to fill all in all. God wants to put all things under Christ. He fills all in all. He's the head of the church. He's the head of everything. So so Jesus Christ is wanting you and I to preach the gospel of the kingdom government of God. He's wanting us to, to show people the benefits of being in the kingdom. The message isn't verbal. The message is a demonstration of another realm. When we are the light of the world, when we are a living letter, when we are walking in love, when our faces are shining with the glory of God, people see that we are a son of God. When we pray, God will answer. When we pray, mountains will move. Angels will enforce the words that we have spoken as we speak from the Spirit of God. There will be no fruit when you speak, you know, from your mind, but there will be fruit when you speak from the Spirit of God. He will give you the words. He will give you the the actions. It's the good words, works that he prepared before us, beforehand for us to walk in. It's the power of God that works mightily in us to do these good works. So this message that Jesus Christ preached I know you haven't heard me yet because if you had, I would have 10,000 phone calls a week, but I have one a week or two. So listen, this is the message Jesus preached. Number one, he preached repent. It's the same sentence. He preached repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So we've actually... We've actually not been preaching either of these things. We haven't been preaching the repent, and I know you still haven't heard me. We haven't been preaching repent, and we also haven't been preaching kingdom. People come to the front of a church and they give their life to Jesus, but are they repenting? Do they understand what they're doing? We might, they might say, Father, we believe in Jesus, that he rose from the dead, and, and they're probably going to go to heaven, which is great, because all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. But did we teach them to obey all that he commanded us? That's the other part of this message. There are three parts. You know, number one is we have to, there's three parts to the message. Number one, repent which is not disconnected from number two, which is for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And we can further break that down. But number three is and teaching them to obey all that I've commanded. So if we don't teach them to repent, if we don't teach them to, if we don't tell them what the kingdom is, and if we don't teach them to obey all that Jesus Christ commanded them, then 
we're stuffed. Okay? We have to do all three. And I believe that the church in this hour and in this day can come in unity around this very one thing. The church today can come into unity around the kingdom of Jesus Christ and the message that he preached. So listen to me again one more time. Jesus Christ preached this message. Repent, which is a change of action, which requires faith because we are saved by grace, but it's through faith. Faith is action. So repentance requires faith, which is action. Repentance requires action. So you don't sin anymore. This is how we know that we love God, because we obey his commandments. Now, you cannot obey his commandments in the natural. It is impossible to please God without faith. It is impossible to fulfill the law. Jesus Christ said to the Pharisees, if you, to the disciples and to the people who heard him, if you don't have righteousness that far exceeds the righteousness of the Pharisees, which is to them claiming to to fulfill the entire Ten Commandments, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus was saying it's impossible to, to, to get into heaven through works. He was saying it's impossible to follow the Ten Commandments because unless your righteousness, which means obeying all of the law, never making a mistake, unless you're obeying the law and never making any mistakes more than the perfect Pharisees, then you'll by no means get into heaven. So Repentance is an act of faith that is impossible without God. Romans says what, what, what the law was powerless to do, God did. God did. God did what the law was powerless to do. God died on the cross for you. God took the sins of your life on his body on the tree. God died for you, was crucified for you, rose from the dead for you, you can only receive it by faith. You can only receive healing by faith. You can only receive forgiveness by faith. It is by faith that we please God. Now, when you have faith, you stand before God as one of his own. When he sees you, he sees Jesus Christ. He sees the righteousness of God. You can walk right up into the heavens. You can walk right up into the throne room of God. You can talk to the Father face to face. Hebrews said to that, we with boldness, we approach the throne of grace with confidence. So we are as if we were Jesus, okay, in every way. One with Jesus, one with the Father. Heck, I'm going to even say one with the Godhead. Jesus prayed that we would be one with the Father, with the Son, and with the Holy Spirit. We are, we are his body. So the church and Jesus are one. Jesus and the Father and the Son are one. So this message is repent, which is an act of faith. And it requires a change. You cannot obey the law. You cannot, you know, quit smoking, stop looking lustfully and, and, and all, the, all of the sins you could imagine without the power of sin being broken. And it is a spiritual, supernatural act. Sin, in, in the power of sin, is bro- it is a spiritual thing. One day you're smoking and you can't quit. The next day you don't want to smoke anymore. One day you're a slave of sin. The next day you're a slave of righteousness. And, you know, woe to you or me if we rebuild those things again. If you willingly sin, that is very bad. And that's where there's no forgiveness for sins. 
if you've once been redeemed, once been enlightened, once taste of the, the Holy Spirit, and then willingly sin, because the thing is you're dead. It's really hard to rebuild your old life. But if you're doing that, it's your own choice. So you have to choose to do right. So the second part, that's repentance, that's the faith act. The second part is for the kingdom of God is at hand. Now you need to study and you need to, this is your hard work now, you need to understand what the kingdom is. Because Jesus said, it's he who understands the word that bears fruit. So you've got to understand what the kingdom is. You've got to study the kingdom. You've got to read the word. You see, it's by the, it's the testing of our faith that develops perseverance. It's by, we divide the truth, knowing good and evil, by the use of the word of God. We need to be applying the word of God and understanding the word of God, not from a religion. You see, There's a form of godliness that denies its power. The Pharisees knew the Bible, but they didn't know God was talking to their faces. The churches in Laodicea, they thought that they were dressed, but they were naked. They thought that they were rich, but they were poor. They thought that they were hot, but they were cold and they were lukewarm. So it's possible to know the word, but to not know God. It's possible to know the Bible, but to not understand the kingdom. This is where you need to go to Paul and you need to read Ephesians and Colossians and you need to ask God to illuminate your eyes. Say, Jesus, I want to understand the kingdom. You told me to seek it first. You explained the kingdom, Jesus, to the two young men on the road to Emmaus. Jesus, you walked with them for two days and you explained everything. God, would you explain everything to us? And the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you not through selfish ambition so that you can build your own empire or build a church for yourself. No, because you have laid down your life for your friends, because you are seeking first the kingdom of God, because you're owned by God. Okay, so it's really important that you repent and that you tell other people to repent, which is a faith act that entitles them to access the grace that has already been provided for them. Then you need to understand and explain to them what the kingdom of God is, but you do it through power. You do it. The kingdom of heaven is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom of God is not in words, but in power. So you show them by your life. You show them by walking on the water, you know, you're walking on the water in more ways than you realize. You are walking in victory in more ways than you realize. The areas of victory that you don't yet have are from mostly from not obeying God, from resisting the hand of God, from fighting Him. He doesn't want all of your problems to go away. He wants you to overcome your problems so that He gets the glory and you get to rejoice. So some of the problems in your life, you're praying that they would go away when God never prayed that Rome would go away. He never wrote letters to Rome to to defend his human rights, to defend his freedom. You know, Jesus didn't go to court against the vilification, you know, of Jews. He preached the kingdom of God and he allowed the father to defend him. He looked like an abject failure on the cross, yet the Bible says that the devil would never have crucified him if he knew what he was doing. Some of your circumstances are there for the glory of God. No, he doesn't bring the evil. 
No, he doesn't delight in your troubles, but he delights in you overcoming by the word of your testimony and by the blood of the lamb. Some of you are fighting against God. What does he say about your situation? What is he wanting you to do? Maybe you've got a $100,000 bill to pay and $100 in the bank and God is saying to give that $100 away. If you're looking for God to pay off the $100,000 and God is looking to you to give away your $100, then you're in a checkmate with God and you're going to lose. Your giving away that $100 is going to open the door for the $100,000 to come. Remember, in the kingdom, we give to receive. We lose our life to find it. We die to live. So stop trying to control your situation. If you read the Bible, and this is me teaching you to obey all of his commandments, he commanded you not to worry. He said the worries of the world will choke the seed, which seed? Of the kingdom of God. So if you're worried and praying about your bills, if you're worried and praying about your your car and your phone, then Jesus calls you a pagan. He said the pagans worry about these things. These people are lost. They're worse than the Jews. They're not even in, you know, these guys are lost. So Jesus said, don't worry because your father in heaven knows that you need it. What he's saying is when you're, he's, he's preaching kingdom. Oh my God. Remember that everything Jesus said was about kingdom. When he said, ask and seek and knock, he's saying to ask for the kingdom, seek the kingdom, knock for the kingdom. When he said the door will be opened, he's saying the door to the kingdom will be opened. Because when you're in the kingdom of God, you don't want anything because you own everything. You can either be out of the kingdom of God and trying to pay the bills yourself, or you can be in the kingdom of God and you don't have any bills because God will pay your bills. God is your responsibility. We have the riches in glory in Christ Jesus shall provide all of we need. So suddenly you're in a totally new economy where God says to give somebody $20. God says to wash somebody's car. I remember working for a real Hitler of a man and I washed his car. I mean, I took a risk and I went, this is, I went to work and I brought my car wash equipment with me and I was working for his business, and I washed his car. And it blew him away. And God used it to speak to him and continues to speak to him about me. And he was an an evil man. And I had evidence against him, and God told me to delete it, and I deleted it. And I have no evidence against him now. This is the kingdom, guys. It's not the world. You are not of the world. You are in the world, but you are citizens of heaven. And I just pray for a grace for you to reread the Bible and for, to see that is it is from Genesis to Revelation about the kingdom of God. It is from Genesis to Revelation only about the kingdom of God. In the end, there will be no earth. There will be no heaven. There will be only the word of God. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Father, right now, would you give them the kingdom? Father, right now, would they understand that the kingdom of God is a government? Would they understand that the kingdom of God is a real place? Would they know and see the kingdom of God because they are born from above? Would they see the kingdom of God because they are born of the Spirit? So the second part of this message, the first part being repent, which is a choice, which is a decision, which is an act of faith. 
that entitles you to access the grace that has already been provided and you can step into another realm. Number two is it's a kingdom government. It's a culture. It's a country. There's an army. There's a military. It's not Christians. The army and the military are the the angels. They are the host of heaven. Jesus is the commander of heaven's armies and they he is actually preaching about a kingdom government which is a place and the third part of the message is to teach them to obey all that he's commanded there's a little bit of a sub note here and what that is is that jesus christ said that the kingdom is at hand the kingdom is now the kingdom is never available later It is only available now. Things present and things to come are yours, Paul said. All things are yours. Things present and things to come. Jesus Christ said, if you have faith, speak to the mountain. Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is within reach. So anything that says that the kingdom of heaven is later is not from God. You know, Jesus said the harvest is plentiful. Look for your eyes are open and you can see that the harvest is ripe right now. Okay? So don't wait for the harvest. Don't wait to lead somebody to Christ. Don't wait to obey God. Obey God now. The kingdom is now. Today is the day of salvation. Today give us this day, this day our daily bread. It is the devil, it is demonic, it is religion, it is a false teaching, it is demonic and sensual to wait for God. We wait on God now, but what I'm talking about is this is real and this is now. Even in the Old Testament, the manna came from God on a daily basis and you had to wait on God. So today is the day of salvation. Do it now. Obey God now. Don't wait for the future. Remember, Jesus said that the Pharisees... And the Herodians have yeast. I know you don't understand this, but the Pharisees is a way of thinking that is called yeast. The religious system is a way of thinking that you can have infiltrating your mind. And you need to beware, Jesus said, of the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. I know you don't get it, but the political system is a way of thinking. This whole COVID is a political system. This COVID is like Rome. This COVID is a structure in your mind that will choke the seed of the kingdom of God. And right now the church is being shaken so that what can be not shaken remains. God is shaking you. He's shaking the church. He's shaking your finances so that you can stand on the rock, which is higher than I. So that you can see that you're standing on the word of God, which is Jesus Christ, which is the kingdom of God. Because Jesus Christ and his kingdom are the only things that will not shake. So your church membership will shake. Your tithes and offerings will shake. The people giving will shake. But those who are the sons of God will glory and rise up and shine for their light has come. So you may not get $1,000 from 100 people, but you will get a million dollars from one person. You may get a may not get a dollar from a thousand people, but you'll get a hundred thousand dollars from one person. So don't look to the natural, look to the spirit right now. Because God is shaking what can be shaken, which is everything but his word. God is shaking what can be shaken, which is everything but his word. So the kingdom is at hand, the kingdom is now, the religious system is in your mind. 
and you need to weed it out. It's called the washing of the water of the word. It's called taking every thought captive into the obedience of Jesus Christ. It's called casting down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ and punishing every act of disobedience. It's called taking every political system down in Jesus' name. No, I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to check in with my QR code. I'm not going to stop worshipping God. I'm going to pray for homosexuals. I'm going to tell them that it's a sin. And I'm going to fear God rather than man. Now, I do bring my mask on my walks, but I I do what the Father is doing. And I say what he's saying. And you know what? Sometimes I do check in because he says to check in. So this is about being led by the Spirit. This is not about a form of godliness and denying its power. This is not about me proving that I'm right or rallying against the government. No, I pray for my government, but I pray for the government of God. Remember, the government of God is in your heart. God never intended to there, for there to be a king. He never intended there for, to be a priest. He never intended there to be a government. He said that I will write my laws on their hearts. He said that you need no one to teach you, but the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. He said that I will put my laws on your hearts. I will lead you by my spirit. There's no need for the law when you are led by the spirit of God. So I'm praying for my government that God would take over their spirits, that he would take over their hearts, that he would take over their mind and their will and their emotions. And I pray that my leadership would be taken over by the spirit of God, have an encounter with God. So again, it all comes back to the one thing. Don't fight against the government and write letters unless God really calls you to do that, but pray for them. Preach the gospel of the kingdom of God. Jesus wants to, you to tell your pastor, your teacher, your prophet evangelist, your neighbors, your, your premier. He wants you to tell them about the kingdom of God. He wants you to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And teach them to obey all that God has commanded. And to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. And to pay off their home loans and to pay off their car loans and to buy them shopping and to buy them food and to ring up lonely people and to feed them and to to send them money and to send them clothes and to send them gifts. Now is the most incredible time to be alive. Instead of trying to hoard things and save money to go underground for your own survival, God is preparing you to preach the kingdom of God and to demonstrate to them. Because you are prepared. You're not getting prepared so that you can detach from society. You're getting prepared so that you can help people, so that you can preach the gospel of the kingdom, so that you can raise the dead. And when they come to your house and they're not vaccinated and they can't get medication, you've got it. Because God prepared you. He told you to buy some extra medication. He told you to, to take out some money so that you've got cash. When the ATMs potentially don't work. You've bought a satellite phone when the internet goes down. Your car is full of petrol. So when everybody runs out of petrol 40 kilometers from the city, you drive past them and you don't get mobbed. These are going to be signs and wonders. These are going to be the walking on waters of this, of this current age. So seek first the kingdom of God. Preach the gospel of the kingdom of God, which is good news. It's good news because you are healing the sick. You're raising the dead. You're showing people the value 
and the benefits of being a son of da- and daughter of God. Listen, guys, this is the most exciting time to rejoice because people are having their eyes opened as the world is going crazy, as, as governments are going too far. People are starting to ask questions and say, wow, there really is a God because this is evil. And if the government is this evil, then there must be a God. And I believe that it's going to backfire. Read Psalm number 2 and then read Isaiah chapter 2 and then read Isaiah chapter 60. It's exactly where we're going. And just a little bit of a cheat sheet. If you go to the end of the Bible, you will find that there is a new heaven and a new earth and God will be with us on the earth. Remember, our destination is not heaven, it's earth. That will help you to have a kingdom perspective. God made man from the earth. We never fell from heaven. We were made from the earth and we will remain on the earth forever. This is our land. This is our country. This is our government. We will live here forever and we will rule and reign. And if you can hear even a percentage of this message, you will be a king and you will be a priest And you will be a royalty on earth forever and ever. And you will be given a crown and a kingdom. And you will be given territories to rule over on the earth. So don't seek those things that are perishing. But seek those things that are eternal. Because God is saying to you and I today that if you will overcome, you will sit on my throne as the Father gave me a seat on his throne. So I say with tongue in cheek and with humility and awe of God, I say, Jesus, move over because I'm coming. I'm coming to sit on your throne as I overcome by the blood of your body, by the word of my testimony, as I say, Jesus Christ is Lord, King of kings, Lord of lords. I give you all the glory, all of the praise. Give these people the power of God today. Change them today. Rise up, Holy Spirit, take over their bodies, their souls, their minds, as you've commanded us to be controlled by the Holy Spirit, who is the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Check out uh, Warrior Churches, Kevin Zadai. Check out Melbourne Underground Church. Check out Jamie Walden on Omega Dynamics and the Faith Havens Movement. Start to get ready not to run away but to preach the kingdom of God. I love you guys. I have absolute faith that he is telling you what to do and you know how to do it and you know the way there. Bye-bye for now.